0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Collective. I love how you waited that, that la- very last second shot, too. Like, Dude, I... As it was about to go live, and you're all like,
1: ah, good to see you as well. I, I was trying to squeeze it in. <laughs> I hope it didn't get... I have noticed um, that sometimes when we go live, just before it goes live, sometimes there'll be uh, a second or two of chirping when we're, like, <laughs> quote-unquote, in the green room. So it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, I, it's hard to really nail... That timing, because I have to, I have to register the fact that it says you're now live, and then I have to hit the button to get the intro to start. So there's sometimes there's like that just a
1: little little delay there. Maybe maybe you need two mice. Ooh, that'd be good. And I can just like on my mark, three, two, one, double click. Yeah. See, the problem is it's it's
0: the same (laughs) at end when we end the broadcast, the same thing. I hit the button, and then there's like a delay, and you're just sitting there waiting. You're like. Okay, now we're good. And that's why you, sometimes you were getting the little cheese and uh, not the full chemo. <laughs> right. Yeah, it took me 400
1: episodes to figure that out. <laughs>
0: yeah, as long as you figure it out. I think that's the important part. Um, well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we have, right off the bat, I just wanted to say, morning, Winterstorm. Nice to see you. Managed to make it back from the park. Always good. Um, Bam. any any, any thoughts, anything on the top of your guys' melons that uh, you guys want to talk about? Or should I jump into a topic? Yeah, hit it. Okay. Uh, actually, I have a quick thought beforehand. I just wanted to throw this out here because I thought it was a great line. I was talking to a guy earlier today about coming on The Collective. And I'm not going to tell you who it is because I just love doing that to you. And uh, he, he came up with this great line. He was saying, oh, yeah, I just jumped right onto the Philosophical Highway. And I was like philosophical highway like i just i really like that i like it as a description i like it as a as an image and the fact that it's a road and it doesn't really end and you just start so diving.
1: so as uh, can i is it safe to assume that he just jumped on it in the sense of he's relatively new to that game
0: no like he okay. uh we like we, we started talking i was like hey man how's it going and he was like oh it's going great and like right into it and then stopped himself probably a Minute, two minutes down the road, and was like, "Oh, uh, and he was like, oh, yeah, I just uh, sorry, I just jumped on that philosophical highway and started going on
1: going oh, okay. down.'" And, okay, and I was okay. like, "So he's overly familiar, or it's it's terrain that he's familiar with?" Because what I was gonna suggest is, you know, if you're just new to the whole, uh, it's if it's your first day reading Marcus Aurelius and you haven't read any other philosophy beforehand or whatever the case is, you're actually not on the highway yet you're kind of like standing at the end of a dirt road, looking down the dirt road, hoping that it's going to take you to a highway eventually. But you know what that requires? Walking down a bumpy old dirt road for a little while until you see the highway. And it's Mm -hmm. called your first book. And so, yeah, there's a difference between a highway and a dirt road.
0: That is 100% correct. And it is a, again, this is why it's such a great allegory. I thought it was a really clean, because not only is... Philosophy, kind of a highway. There are lots of like rural roads and little exits and different outcroppings. So you can take this particular right. If I oh stoicism, and you take that exit, you're gonna go find off on that road. And oh Taoism, okay, I'm gonna go over that. Like they all carry on their own little roads, but you can always come back to the to the branching point. I just I thought it was a great little image before we dove into anything. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, So. I got a good one for both of you guys. And I the, I put this on here specifically because it's going to be I guess it'll be easy for you guys to talk about, but
1: you're oh, we gonna say contentious.
0: Contentious? It it is a little contentious. A little contentious. Um <laughs> I'm not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You guys ready for this? So Oh, me, here we go. <laughs> I I have heard many people Many people state this. I'm not a big deal. I'm just such and such. Based off of, you know, the fact that you're you and you're comfortable being you and you're this is normal everyday Seb. Normal everyday Sean. Uh even when we were talking to Chris Howder and we were all like, just gonna sit down here with a legend. He was like, Ah, you know, I'm not that big of a deal. And I'm not really a legend. And we're all we're Sean and you and I were both like,
2: <laughs> yeah. you kind
0: of right? Legend. So let's talk about it let's talk about this uh maybe it's a little bit of self-depreciation maybe it's a little checking of egos maybe it's what do you think what do you think it is shot
2: teb i'm gonna go to you you passed um I, I i don't know i i have never actually uttered those words so i i have no idea um you know do you want it, me to clarify a bit more Sure. If you, if you don't mind. Sure.
0: Yeah, no worries. So the re this comes into, I'm not a big deal when people are all like, but you did X, Y, and Z. So we talking about Sean, like, Hey, you, Oh yeah. He was a sniper pathfinder friggin' plank holder for the teams and all these things, race coach, 24 hour solo mountain biking world champion. Like you're kind of a big deal when people, when you speak, people listen, when you do things, people follow. And whenever you say that to, say, it's Sean or other people in the in these shoes, they go, eh, you know, I'm not that big of a deal, but you kind of
2: are. <laughs> Does that make more sense? Yes, I, I, so, suppose, <laughs> I, I suppose. I suppose. I I don't know. I have a very. I have a very. Mm, I don't. I don't know what the word would be, but. Um, it, it, in every in every field of everything, there's always ways to excel in certain ways. And but there's always ways that we don't excel in and 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 of course, we're putting a best foot forward on some of the some of the subjects that we're sort of, you know, maybe SMEs in or that we have a lot of knowledge on or, or that's in line with what it is that we stand for as individuals. And we're curious, you know, you and so yes, you can have a, a I guess you, you may, somebody may be inspirational for somebody that's at a different level in life. But when we say a different level, we don't mean different level as in, you know, lower, we mean a different level in time in space and time with relation to the development of whatever skill that they are appreciating in somebody else. Mm -hmm. But I would caution very seriously about the whole because humans like heroes, that's why we make stories up. That's why hero movies are so popular. That's why we like the, you know, and so we, we just have to be very careful that w- we, you can have respect for somebody and and use them in a, in, a, in a mentoring way and do all those things, but do not give that person all of the power over you as a human being and you can't do that because if you're doing that you're, you're you're stifling your own development and the possibility of where you are and also being realistic with your self-assessment especially as you become better in the field and i give you an example of this how many fighters jumped in the ring with some of their idols and lost that fight long before they got in even though they technically were better mm-hmm. and so i think it's important to have people that you're sort of looking up to so that you may make the right decisions f- for yourself, if you haven't been to a certain crossroad, and they have passed that crossroad before you. But as far as are they a big deal? Uh, I, you know, I don't know, right? Like, if, if, mm. if that's the case, and when you when you take a guy like Chris, for example, somebody that's impacted millions in a jiu jitsu community, and, and it, it, you know, now you're starting to dabble in the in the word in the word in the, in a word legend you know where mm-hmm. where where there's really there's been a return on investment on the collective that's been so exponentially bigger than most humans will ever dream of now you're starting to dabble in that legend but even with that there's a lot of areas of say Chris's life that I wouldn't venture into and and I'm sure if he did it again he wouldn't right and mm-hmm. so you just have to kind of be careful with that but yeah I I I've never a had somebody tell me this, and then B, I never had to to retort. I'm not I'm not such a big deal, you know. I've never had that. But, Raj, I don't know. Sean, any thoughts?
1: Well, I'm surprised because <laughs> maybe they didn't use that sentence, but they yeah. used another sentence, mm-hmm. and and one that. Why don't you choose the sentence? What have you heard someone say to you?
2: Maybe, maybe that I contributed to you know whatever success they're having or to change, change a change of mindset that they that they went through a growth period or something like that. But I mean, this to me is and maybe it's just semantics. But I think it is. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't make me a big deal. Oh, no, but that's not the point. That that is literally what you just said.
1: (laughs) Maybe maybe you'd like to rephrase what you're saying. No.
2: I, no? I don't, I don't, I don't know what I said or didn't say. I, I just, I, I, I don't remember having anybody say say to me something that led me to say I'm not a big deal. You know what I mean?
1: So what did you say? What, what were the semantic? What's the well, shit that you I, did I, say to them? I, I may have said. Because I something. know there's guys who think you're a big deal. Yeah, well, and I know I, that there's guys who've said to you, "Dude, mm-hmm. you're a big deal," and maybe they said it in different words, but the spirit of it is this: that you are a big deal. Someone has said to you that you are a big deal. And then it's what you reply with, and you can semantic that all you want, but you've got to have a retort to someone saying, "You're a big deal." So what do you say in that moment?
2: Well, precisely what I just said five minutes ago. You know, like there may be an area where I can help. I can help, or I, can, I may be inspirational to you, or maybe there's something I can help you with in relation to the experiences that I have and whatnot. But also, don't give me, don't give me this don't, don't, don't impose this status on me, right? I'm just another dude. And uh,
1: so you are saying you know, I'm not a big deal, but just in a
2: different way. Yeah, but it, are we talking about just not saying I'm not a big deal? Or we're talking about I'm actually not know. a big deal? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah because yeah, I mean, that's the difference. I, I actually 100% do not believe that. And that's an absolute fact. All ah, so, right. I, yeah. yeah. So uh, other people might, but other people might think I fly also. Well, you know? right. well, or, or, <laughs> You don't? I thought you did. <laughs>
0: So what the reason I wanted to talk about this and the, the reason I want to dive into this is because I think that there's a little bit of, you know, hero worship is a little, there's a little bit of it is good, right? And being able to, to look at someone as a mentor or um, or to be a mentee without actually meeting that person. And I love the fact that uh, you brought up the, the, the fighter concept is because, yeah, if you, you know, there's also the concept of like, never meet your heroes or never meet, you know, because then you see them as real people and then you Mm -hmm. have to understand that they're not this like, but at the same time, you know, we're public faces in a world of social media, in a world of all, all these other things. And there are people that are going to attribute large leaps within their own benefit to you or to Sean or to me, or to Chris, or to whatever, you know, it doesn't matter who. Um, but I wanted to talk about this concept of, like, you know, I'm not that, like, I, I didn't do anything. I just sat here and I talked in front of a mic. Sure. But this, just this open, this open of a conversation about it, I think is not only important, I mean, that's why we do it, but I wanted to discuss, you know, more about the the why, Right, we're not. None of us are here to be a big deal, but we still see that this needs to be done. So, does that make us a big deal by by doing it, or does it does does it really matter? That kind of like, that's where I was going with it. Hmm. Well, it
1: doesn't matter to me. I mean, I literally don't care. For in fact, I kind of don't like. A modicum of fame or a modicum of exposure i just wish i could do this behind a black curtain but you can't none of us can and so i i literally believe this all the time i'm not a big deal that's what i constantly runs through my head and this sentence is a result of me saying this to you i believe chance at some time in the past or whatever a number of times yeah right a number of times. I just really don't think I'm a big deal at all in context of anyone around me. I've done some things, but I'm not a big deal. There's people who are way bigger deals than me. And so I categorize myself as not an underperformer and I know I'm not mediocre, but I'm not a big deal. And so I've had to say this sentence a number of times to some people who've been trying to convince me that I am a big deal and I totally don't believe it. However, Because I've been said, because it's been said to me so many times, well, enough times, we'll say, that I've had to figure out a way to navigate the conversation, which is why I was curious as to what Seb might have some pointers on this, Mm because I'm sure he's been a bigger deal than I have sooner than I was. So maybe he has some strategies to kind of manage the conversation, per se. However, what I've found I had to do recently, and I mean recently as in just the last couple of weeks, is this. Because I didn't like talking about being a world champion uh, uh, um, in one of my careers. I didn't like saying that out loud because it seems like it's I'm trying to be a big deal, which I'm absolutely not. That was just an outcome of me pursuing it hard for 10 years to become that. So instead of when someone says, blah, 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 you're a big deal, rather than me say, yeah, but all I really did was, and then try to explain 10 years of hard work, And all the mistakes and all of the stuff that it requires in order to become that. Instead, I've now defaulted to a shorter conversation, which is this. Yeah, I guess you're right. I used to be a world champion. And then it just kind of sums up a massive conversation. That then instead of having that massive conversation, I can say, yeah, you're right. I was a world champion. Here's what I learned. And then take the conversation further than in a way that will be beneficial to them rather than having to spend five minutes talking about the 10 years of hard work that it took to become a a world champion. So right now in real time, I am regularly trying to find the right line between saying, dude, I am so not a big deal. But at the other end of it, I'm trying to say, well, you could be a big deal if you just like pursue, et cetera, et cetera. And I don't know how to do that yet. So Mm.
2: Yeah, it, it's it's tough, and it's also it's there, there's there's a bit of a there's a bit of a strange relationship between the two because there's there's two real there's two reasons where that might happen. You know, you have somebody that's extremely sort of inspired by you, and 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 you've genuinely have helped them make some leaps and bounds in life in whatever area that might be. But then you also have the I'm going to essentially take this away from you because I relegated whatever it is that you accomplish on talent. And people used to do that all the time with uh, with Tiger Wood, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Not realizing that he was hitting, you know, 100 balls a day yeah, at three. Four. Yeah, three, three, three. Yeah. So what people would do is they would say, well, he's Tiger. And so they, they obviously they didn't do it in a nefarious way. But what ended up happening is they essentially took his hard work away by saying, well, he's just him. That's how that's how this happened, you know, and if somebody has insecurities deep-rooted insecurities and they really haven't addressed those and they can still respect someone but have their insecurities drawn out every time that person does or says something so for them to dissociate a certain level and say this person is a big deal i'll never be that so i don't have to worry about that kind of Mm -hmm. thing it takes the pressure off of themselves to address the things that prevent them in the first place to be there you know and so there's kind of two there well i'm sure there's more than that from a psychological standpoint but it, it depends which one of those you're getting right cuz then cuz then you can really get in a, in a much deeper conversation i mean if it's just a conversation on a, you know a quick conversation you might not have time to to right. to, to go to those depths but, but if the, it is but a... those
1: but those conversations occur just sure. like a deep conversations occur and you're mm-hmm. right there are two different answers in those two different conversations and I'm looking to have both of those conversations right
2: now. Mm-hmm. Strategy for short, sure. strategy for long. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. No, I'm I'm in. I mean, it's super uncomfortable, but I'm mm-hmm. in. Uh, <laughs> jumping with both feet. <laughs> this is so. Now let's. There. You you were saying. Uh, you're saying, Sean, that there are
0: people that you believe are a big deal. Oh yeah, for sure. Right. And you sit there and you're like, man, that guy's a big deal. And if they were to talk to you, or you were to talk to them, you get a chance to sit down and talk to them and they say and you're like oh yeah but you did this you know you're talking to chris Howder, and, and you're like man this guy's a legend cool and he's like no i'm not really a legend right there there's a maybe a, a bit of a power imbalance there right like the the expectation of like wow this guy's this this is the one the the dude that uh, you know i i look up to or whatever i consider a big deal but then you meet them and you realize again that they're just human is do you think there's a Maybe as you were saying, uh, Seb, there's a little bit of psychological block there where you like you don't want them to be human, you want them to be mythological.
2: Yeah, it's it's really interesting for me. I I, I I've met a lot of the people that I really truly believed were special, um, and I never never address them as if they were superheroes. You know, I mm-hmm. never had that expectations of them. And I always expected them to have areas of their lives that wasn't nearly as neatly ordered as the rest of, you know, the stuff that they may be an SME in or, or the con- contribution, contribution to something like Jitsu, for example, or anything like that. So I have a very, I think, realistic view of the people that I, le- that I look up to. Mm-hmm. And it allows me to keep them at the ground level. You know, so, so, and, and this is not to be mistaken with, it makes me feel better about myself because I can keep him ground level. It's like, no, I I can totally acknowledge whatever it is that they accomplished and where they went, but I never let my brain go somewhere where that person becomes a God. I just Mm -hmm. don't. And so, and it's very apparent when I meet certain people, uh, including, which included, say the last CEO of the division here, the very first time that I was in her office, she said to me, you don't think it's a big deal at all for you to be in here right like you're like you're talking to me like you're talking to anybody else and I'm like should I and she's like no not at all but I love that you know and I think I think for me it was like yeah I knew she was a good leader I was I respected her all those things but also she was a human being like I never and and the same and I want everybody to know the same about me in fact I think we should do an, an episode of the collective what was my biggest screw up you know, in my career, or what was what what were some of the things that I that people are might be going around talking about, you know, that I've done that were mm-hmm. knuckleheadish or whatever. I mean, and we're not doing enough of that. And I'm in 100%. Because I want people to be I want people to take us as relatable, but also as being human. And so mm-hmm. if they have done or if they go down a, a route, a similar route, or make a similar mistake, or whatever, like, they're not going around thinking that we're floating on water. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
0: John, any thoughts while uh, you're drinking your
1: electrolyte? I do. I do. Uh, I love it. It's it's what I've kind of been trying to do to some degree anyway, nearly every freaking day over here, is try to appear to be human, um, flawed, making mistakes. The only reason that I'm actually in front of this microphone is based on the boatload of mistakes that I've made over the decades. If I hadn't made all those mistakes, I wouldn't be capable of being able to speak about various things and and not very well sometimes, by the way. So every single day I'm over here, I feel like I'm making mistakes based on the mistakes I've made in the past. And it's a a career of mistakes to some degree, but it's allowed me to be able to speak about them uh, reasonably intelligently. So on your I'm not a big deal aspect, um, I think that one, so I'd said that you know, sometimes it's a short conversation. Sometimes it's a long conversation. The short conversation may be only 30 seconds. You climb into an elevator, someone sees a Pathfinder shirt and they say, Hey, were you a Pathfinder? Can you tell me about that? If it's only 30 seconds, what are you going to say? I'm going to try to change the subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a Pathfinder. Yeah. Uh, what about yourself? Uh, did you ever serve in the military? Mm-hmm. Presto, changeo. Because n- I don't want it to be about me. If they're saying, Are you a Pathfinder? I'm, I'm a dude wearing a Pathfinder shirt. I'm not the Pathfinder. There, there are some Pathfinders, but it's not about me. So I'm going to try to flip that script in that elevator. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm going into a long conversation and, and as I get out of the elevator, someone says, hey, were you Pathfinder? I might say, yeah. And as we go down the hallway, I'll flip that script. But if they are still walking next to me and they're engaging me in the right way, they're asking the right questions, they're not asking things about me they're asking things about what this is, then I'll engage in that conversation. And if they're cool, and if I think that the time that I put into that conversation with them, like a few more minutes, maybe I'll say, hey, do you want to grab a coffee? Or hey, do you want to grab a seat? That's an excellent question. I don't mind answering that. What do you think about? And if I can engage in a person in a two-way conversation about, we'll call it pathfinderism, well, I'll have that conversation if I feel that, it's going to force multiply. Like Mm -hmm. My job is not to convince someone of anything. I, I don't even know what my job is in that moment other than I'm just trying to relate to the person, see what they want, and see how it can be of benefit to them and how I can force multiply it to benefit 10 or 100 people around them. So it won't be about Sean the Pathfinder. It'll be about what this thing might be able to teach all people if they were to step into that program, you know?
0: yeah I uh, <clears throat> man uh, the the one thing I wanted to uh, you know ask about and kind of touch on is that do you think it has to be more along the lines of compartmentalizing? So like when you see somebody that you admire and you you would have to compartmentalize the fact that that person did a thing that I admire because I know it's hard or whatever and be like, okay and then separate that from the actual person. So that it's just the uh, cool pat, like sweet Pathfinder, awesome. Oh, you were in the ERT, cool. But not make that the person in the same way that we can't take that uh, that uniform or that uh, that tab and like wear it as our entire personality. Is that
1: about right? Does that sound about right? Well, I, I feel that this thing is a big deal, but I'm not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Some of the things I've done are a big deal, but that doesn't make me a big deal. And so it's all of those things that you do in life, if they're big deals or not, it's, it's how you then play with them, how you then live with them, how you then produce with them. If, if you... I, I truly believe I'm not a big deal, but some of the things I did were, and if I can use my abilities to help someone moving forward with the tools that i was given i'm i'm down for that but Mm -hmm. i don't want to be down for it in the sense of sean i just want to be down for it in the sense of who i'm trying to help and i'm just trying to use the tools that i was given to deploy them effectively but it's i'm not trying to be a big deal when i do it i'm just trying to be helpful and so sometimes that i don't know maybe there's people who think that that is I don't know, trying to flare up or trying to, you know, make a name for yourself or whatever by trying to be helpful. But I just see it as quite the opposite. I'd rather not use my name. I'd like to be anonymous when I do the things that I do. But sadly, it's impossible in social media to be anonymous and move the needle. Mm, That's a great point.
2: It kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday with leadership, eh, Sean? Like everybody wants, everybody wants to 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 bitch about the leaders they have in position. Nobody wants to step up and do something. Yeah. So you, you're you're actually, if you are to move the needle one way or another, and you have the ability to do it, and you don't do it, then you lose the right to not only complain about it, but also to not. To not be a, a part of helping others, yeah, you lose it. your voice. Yeah, so it's so it, it for me, the fact that people recognize Sean when they see him on social or see him in the street or whatever is a byproduct of what he is doing. It shouldn't be the other way around. This is Sean, you know, the person that does this. It just it just becomes a byproduct of it, and that's something that you have to accept. That we have to accept. But um, yeah, so I I do have an interesting.
1: Um... It's not an interesting question, maybe for you guys. It's interesting to me, though. So I only started wearing Pathfinder stuff and all of that good stuff just recently, you know, over the last couple of years kind of thing. And the reason that I never wore any of this stuff is because I didn't want to ever be stopped on the street and engaged in a conversation with, hey, were you a Pathfinder? Because I so didn't want to have those conversations. I was just trying to figure out the world around me, never mind trying to figure out the person in front of me. I was just busy trying to do better me. Um, anyway, when I started wearing this, it was kind of uncomfortable for me because I just didn't want to, I don't know, um, appear to be waving any flags. I just wanted to exist and be respected for the things that I do or disrespected for the things that I do, whatever, but I was just doing me, not trying to do me with a shirt on. It's a,
2: it's a weird world sometimes, you know? It is, man. And if I look, if I go back to when you and I spent a week together, and that was, I don't even remember, it was a year ago, was it not? Yeah, yeah, over a year ago. A, yeah, that's right. Um, um, November, or was it? Anyways, oh, over I, a year. Yeah, yeah it might have been a bit longer. Yeah, November, uh, a year and change ago. That's right. And I remember how truly uncomfortable you were with any sort of limelight. Oh, I sure. mean, and this wasn't a made up thing it was viscerally very difficult for you to be out
1: as on the edge of vomiting not really Mm -hmm. but really not really
2: yeah just just at the at the mere sound of your own voice you know speaking or doing or 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 having conversations but i think and you and i had a really strong conversation with respect to it it isn't actually about us and about the way we feel that's right it's about everybody talks about i wish i knew that i wish i knew that but when do people actually go back and and do something about it well now you have an opportunity to do that to make sure that the i wish i do that is applied to somebody else you know yeah you jerk Mm -hmm. mostly you but it was also mostly you (laughs) i know but 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 what's important to know is and and people don't know this but for example for for 10 years on the team i didn't have an instagram at Mm. all for Mm. 10 years i did not have instagram and so much so that some of my guys were making fun of me but i was busy doing the work that i needed to do so that i could have an instagram later (laughs) you know Uh, but let
1: me ask you this question though Mm -hmm. so in hindsight of course this is retrospective because it's impossible to change but if you could have like let's say six years into that tenure of not putting anything up on the igs if at the six year mark you thought, you know, I'm pretty legit now, I've got, I can kind of put it out there and not be a poser. That could have helped a handful of guys or a hundred guys or a hundred guys and a hundred girls to think, wow, that's rad. That's what I want to be. Or, oh, that guy kind of does things a little bit differently. I now see a new way to run my program. Oh, life can be dot, dot, dot based on you at six years putting up content. So, If you would have put, you would have got an extra four years of maybe not influencing, but helping people consider life a little bit differently, and they can choose to engage in it or not. But it's almost like a, not a lost
2: opportunity,
1: but I mean, it could have been run differently with a more positive outcome, even though I'm not suggesting you had to.
2: Yeah, it, it, this is uh, this is a bit of a first of all, it's theoretical, right? So we of don't course. know. Like, it's we, theoretically we, philosophical. Oh, for sure, and we'll we'll never know. But one thing that I can say is this: I was so busy as far as like running running operations and being on the teams and and taking care of my guys and taking care of of the stuff that we needed to do as a team that I spent a lot of my times affecting lives that were affecting other lives, right? Oh, yeah, so understandable. We, mm-hmm. So it so it was really it wasn't it definitely wasn't wasted times because I I had time to take care of my people of their family of of all of all the the people that are affected by the sacrifice that's associated with being a Leo and um you know when I finally retired I had time now to to actually even though I keep myself busy it's self-imposed and nobody's to blame for this but I definitely had time now to actually invest in other people's whose life weren't necessary, depending on me, staying focused, right
1: directly. Uh, exactly. Attached, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: So for me, to for me to split focus to have to help people, strangers online at that time, probably would have been a disservice to the people that actually whose life, what whose lives were at risk during yeah, fair point, fair point. So I, I if I had to do it all over again, I definitely wouldn't. I, I don't I don't have that feeling in me at all. I don't think I would.
1: Nah, that's a fair point. And I was curious to see if you were going to change your mind or not, and and you didn't, and I'm not saying that's good or bad. It just is what it is. But it still leads into the question that we're proposing, and that's how to do social media a little bit better, I think anyway, to not influence people, but just to expose people to other ways to do things, maybe more positive ways, maybe better outcome ways, but certainly ways that maybe aren't being talked about as often as they should. So going back to I'm not a big deal, which ties into social media, I think it's, well, I'll, I'll speak for myself. I honestly feel that I'm not a big deal. and But I do find myself, Seb, before I put something up on social media, I, I, I think about it a little more carefully now because I realize that though I'm not a big deal, I do have a tiny bit of reach, and I want to make sure that whatever little reach I've got is being put out in the right way, not the wrong way. And so sometimes I have to catch myself not overly filtering or, or overly uh, crafting verbiage that is inauthentic because I'm trying to be more helpful. You know what I mean? It's a weird, It's a weird little spot sometimes
2: yeah it totally is I, I know for myself where I see this exemplified is especially if I post daily and I can't I, oh, I can't right. yeah, yeah I can't because for me it's it, this is the the promise I made myself and and, and hopefully I stuck to it was to uh, put out meaningful content things that were meaningful so yes, occasionally i'll put up a, a photo that's just for entertainment or whatever and, and that's okay but generally speaking i will have a, a post as, or a write-up associated with my post and generally i post every five days i kind of been mm. clockwork on that i mm-hmm. post once every five days
1: yeah it's irritating
2: yeah and you know i, I just <laughs> some it's, people it's
1: irritating infrequent
2: yeah yeah well exactly i mean some people have said you should you know you should be posting more often but the problem is, is I can, but it does one of two things. It either imposes an additional workload on me where I have to craft something that continues to be meaningful, or I have to cut it short, which makes it less meaningful. So I there's know, it's tricky. Yeah, it is. So it's striking that balance, right? But I tell you what, if 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 you get in a place where you are and this is this is kind of what I think we're well, most of us are working on, get get yourself into a place where you're actually sort of financially free, where you can actually do things for others on a larger scale and take more time in doing it. Uh, I, I, you'll see things changing, but I, I you know, I'm not there. Like, so now it's mm. like the grind, right? Oh, like, hurry up, buddy, because I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and, really. And, and that is why you're a big deal, Sean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that's uh, just... why you're a jerk. <laughs> I apologize for disappearing there, guys. My, uh, my little guy came running down, and he had cut his hand on yes, uh, uh, so on was the it, guitar uh, strings. Was it a big one or a little one? It was a bit of a little. It was a medium one. It was, was a good, good enough one. cut that there was blood, but it wasn't like ah, good.
2: Ah, good. It, yeah, exactly. It was. It was yeah. a lesson that he yeah. will not forget for quite that's some time. Right. <laughs> that's unlearned.
0: So exactly,
2: we, we uh, must amputate. Yeah, uh, you know what's funny? I do.
0: I don't know if that's a dad thing, but as soon as I became a dad, and he came running the first time arden <laughs> came running over when he was a kid he was just like ah and i'm like okay let's chop it off and he was like what did i pull my knife out i'm like let's do this <laughs> it's like no. it was uh it was a bit uh extreme but it was hilarious at the time um we have a bunch of comments here and i was gonna punch through some of these unless you guys got a, another couple thoughts go ahead to go all right let's jump in here um <clears throat> winterstorm says Sh- shauna i guess uh, you got called uh, worse Amen. John <laughs> and Seb don't believe that they are a big deal because for eat for them each day is a starting point and therefore never get
1: to be a big deal. Mm. Would you agree? Yeah, with that? I, I, I kind of agree. I, I run on my twenty-four hour cycle. I've I've done I haven't done a very good job, I understand, but I do my best to try to illustrate this philosophical concept, I suppose, of the twenty-four hour cycle. You get a twenty-four hour cycle every twenty-four hours. Mm-hmm. You call it, your, your cycle maybe starts when the sun rises or when the sun sets or however you want to spin it. I've tried to do it via drone footage with a little bit of verbiage. I've tried to talk about it. I've tried to write about it. I've tried to say this. My day starts when I wake up and it ends when I go to sleep. And in that time, I treat it as a 24-hour cycle and I try to do my best with it. It's not that my job is to be inspiring. I just do me. And whatever I put out there, if it inspires someone, that's cool. But I just look at every day as a 24-hour cycle that I get to crush every day. And I can look back years and years and years and years, and I can still see Sean, old Sean, or more correctly, young Sean. I can still see young Sean crushing every day through video or through photo or through outcomes. And so it's just how I've run my life and and I I like to work 10 year projects but within the 10 year project every day's a freaking project man so i'm chasing micro wins i'm ch- chasing micro crushes in fact funnily enough just before i uh, jumped into my first live today i threw up a little video from it uh, precisely 5 years ago when we we're in taiwan and if you it's in din tai fung which is a one star michelin uh, restaurant in taipei 101 tower and if you listen to the entire story uh, towards the end of it, you'll hear me say, "Man, those guys are crushing it." I've been saying "crushing it" for I don't even know how long. It's such a natural word for me to say "crush," but that's how I try to run my life. Those guys are crushing it. I'm crushing it. He's crushing it. We're crushing it. Go crush! That's how I feel. A 24-hour cycle should run. Yeah. So.
2: Yeah, I'm just I'm the same way. I'm a, I'm a massive chaser of micro wins. I absolutely love. To do something meaningful and to put the loop like to close the loop on it like, and and that's why i'm involved in so many projects and i like to do those projects with people that like to crush it as sean mentions and 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 it's increased incredibly fulfilling but also it actually builds your self-confidence it does so many things and and you and it then allows you the 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 self-belief to go after the larger things that perhaps would have been seemingly out of reach before so it it, it's massively massive and it starts with getting up at the time at which you're supposed to getting up to get up and it 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 starts with going to your workout at the time you're supposed to work out and and tie you know eat the right the food that you're supposed to eat and those types of things all those little things and then it goes with the little little goals you've set for yourself and it's it's incredible how much momentum you can gain by actually focusing on doing all the little things right like this. But then there's another another concept now that's kind of new to my 40s. I mean, when I was younger, uh, yes, I did know mortality. And I and I did consider it and I did consider that I could go anytime. And I was very aware of that. And I always was because I was kind of raised in in circumstances where that was made very evident to me very young. But what I can say is, since crossing into the 40s, I'm very, very sort of deliberate with the hours and the minutes that i spend on anything and and the way i like to make a bit of an analogy with people sometimes is if you could take an hour of your time right now and tack it on to the end of your life when you are holding your baby girl or your baby boy and you're having a conversation how important would that hour be Treat it like this you know, because it's too easy to treat time like a like some somehow it's a thing, and and, and you know it's really like interesting. it's eternal. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I really like if if you ever if you ever had a chance to look up. Um, Brandon Lee's gravesite and and uh, the write on his uh, on its on his tombstone it's it's it speaks to it so incredibly eloquently about how many times you think you will see certain things how many times how many times you'll see the sunrise how many times you'll see you know and when you start addressing life like this it impose it self imposes a sense of urgency in getting moving in a direction that you want to go because you realize that any minute spent procrastinating is actually destroying what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it, it, exactly like Sean, just what am I doing with my time and how much fun can I have doing it, which is also a very important
0: part. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it sure is. You know, that that's, that's the nail on the head in the sense of we should all be crushing, but it doesn't mean it's got to be all the suck all the time. I'll be out crushing the single track uh, this afternoon and I'll be having a hell of a good time, but I'm still crushing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And while I'm out there, I'll probably be shooting video, which will then go on social media, which is just part of my day now because I'm just crushing. I'm maximizing my effort in whatever I'm doing. It doesn't mean that I'm having maximum outcomes. It just means that I'm pursuing the real time, the moment that I'm in. I'm getting after it. And even when I've got my feet up and I'm reading a book, even though it looks like a chill pace, I'm still getting after it. It's just not with violence of velocity it's it's a different kind of getting after it's it's a go deep getting after it so i can be on my bike ripping and i can be all surface level mega adrenaline or i can be out on the single track ripping not thinking and be super deep and i'm still getting after it getting after it is a term that is just casually thrown around without much thought getting after it means like getting hungry for life and and the moment that you're in and figuring out a way to make it awesome. It doesn't have to suck, though. Embracing the suck can make it awesome. As long as you understand the game that you're playing. Mm-hmm. But the game that we're all playing, make no bones about it. It's, it's not eternal. And it's supposed to leave a mark. Mm-hmm. And so if you haven't made a mark yet, figure out a way to make a mark. And if you've made a mark figure out a way to make another mark. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Leave a mark. I just
0: had this uh, this wicked uh, image in my head in that life is basically the game of perfection. You guys remember perfection?
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: It's on the time base and it's like...
1: Yeah.
0: And then bang! And all of the little pieces that you had spent all that time putting together. Yeah, that's right. That was a fun game. Gone, But it's it kind of goes to what you're talking about in the fact that You know, we only have a set amount of time. We don't know what the time is. We just know that the timer has been spun and that the board is going to explode. But the idea is to, like, make some marks, fit some things into spots and, like, just start working. Because otherwise, you'll just sit there and wait and then
1: time's up. So, interesting question for the pair of you. Do you feel... So let's pretend for a moment there's going to be someone out there. They're going to live to the age of 75. We'll call as the standard issue number here in Canada. As a man, 72, 75, whatever. So, you know, you're now 20 years old. And I know, uh, I'll speak for myself, at 20 years old, I thought I was invincible and I would live forever. Even though academically I knew that that was impossible. That's how I ran my program. But I ran my program so intensely in the real time, it was all about... Um, violence of action in front of me. I was all about a man of action, action man. And then as I got older, to Seb's point, right around the time I hit 40, which is actually when my first uh, little package came across. Hi, Evan, how you doing? Um, (laughs) Life changed. And so life changed not because of uh, the first little package en route. It's because I hit 40. And I'm not saying that every guy out there or every girl out there at 40 somehow magically starts thinking in a different way, but I did. And maybe if Seb did, maybe there's at least two of us, so maybe that's a trend. But at 60 this year, I now look at things even more differently than I do at 40. To Seb's point, time is so precious, so freaking precious. And so when I'm in front of a mic, I do my best to try to be helpful. But once the mic gets killed and we hang out in the green room, I mean sometimes we just clown around, sometimes we laugh, sometimes we're not solving any of the mysteries of the universe. But I mean, we're supposed to have fun as we're working towards maybe solving some things over a period of days. So I think you gotta take life serious, but you also gotta have fun. But at the end of the day, you gotta be productive enough to leave a mark.
0: <laughs> That's exactly it. Um any any further thoughts on this before I jump into another comment? You guys good to um, here we go. We got uh winterstorm carries on when you focus on your why, the how becomes less challenging. That's a great point. um showing up is the hardest and most important part when you do that when most can't or won't, then they elevate you to a big deal yep.
1: hmm, yeah because i I think that I think there's some truth to that because it's not a common con commonly observed trend at least on social media to some degree it's that flash in the pan, you know, someone who shows up with the the hair color of the day and it lasts a week and then they need more clicks. So next week it's a different color. And, and it's just it's just from one spot to another spot to another spot. Nothing's being produced. There's no trend over a timeline where you're seeing that person actually produce or, or commit to their own rah-rah boom from day one. So to this point, again, I, am, I will never accept that I'm a big deal. I deny it. I refuse it. But what I will say is that on Jan 1, when I started uh, committing to social media on The Collective, I guaranteed that I'd be here every day, and I have been. And I guaranteed that every day I'd be on my live IG chats, which I have been. So now, I don't know. I don't even know how many live chats I'm in this year. But that was super hard for me, man. But you know what works around that is discipline and focus. Mm -hmm. I set a task for myself. I will do two live days or two live chats per day, period. And I've committed. Didn't have to make it super complex. And so to Seb's point where he's going every five days approximately, which is not ideal for me. I would prefer to see it more frequently. I committed quite the opposite to Seb. To doing two posts or two um, uh, feeds per day on my IG either whatever a ride and a photo or two rides or a BJJ and a ride or whatever. I committed in my med mind to two a day. even if that's overwhelming for some, I just wanted to not expose my life, but I wanted to expose a life that is possible for others at my age if you go crush. You can do this. If I can do it, you can do it. So I wanted to go the opposite direction from Seb and just be really frequent with it to some degree. Mm
2: -hmm. That makes a lot of sense, Seb yeah for me and this and i and 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 that makes a ton of sense just based on the fact that we're at different places in life like we literally are right and so you're you're at you're at you're at that point now in your life and and with your your sort of financial security with everything else in your life that allows you for that kind of commitment to this my problem is two things is I need to be getting after it hard in the professional department and in in right now at school and everything. And so, and I want my post to be meaningful. So, something has to give, and it has to be the post because that's Mm -hmm. the secondary priority. There's another there's another little piece which you know I don't talk about very often, but is actually real. I. Can get caught up in the whole social media piece like i can i can get caught up in the instagram and i can find myself you know logging on there every 30 seconds and i can literally like i get mad at myself and i'll be throwing my phone you know because i just i i because I, I love bad set, bad. i love to i love to see what everybody else is is, is uh is uh is doing and i i, I have fomo you know I, I have fear of missing out that's why when i study i put a timer on for an hour and then i allow myself mm-hmm. five minutes of instagram between each hour so i do an hour of straight up studying if i have to go to washroom i pause it do all this stuff and then once my hour beep i pause it and right away i take five minutes and i have a five minute timer so i can be on instagram you know because mm. i i I'm, I'm keeping my urges under control essentially mm. if i'm if i'm being honest as far mm-hmm. as a, as far as the pro- productivity department goes but uh, but yeah I, that makes a, a ton of sense to me just based on where we are in life sean
1: well do you know what you just did you made my life even more hellacious now because now that I know that you have to do an hour of studying and only get five minutes on the IG I'm like holy moly Sean I've got to up my game because if Seth spends 30 seconds on any of my nonsense it better count
0: there you go I I love I love the fact that you guys both are talking about how important regulation of time is though because it, it is so important and you will the more time you spend on any one thing that that's it has gone that time is gone as we've said before like the wave has passed okay <laughs> great let's carry on um we have some more here i just want to i i mean I, I got a couple of minute burn through so uh be careful i'm not going to go to you guys real quick just hold on for a few seconds uh i have come to grips with why still working on the how lots of mistakes in the rearview mirror yeah uh yeah, winter storm yeah, I think all of us. Um, Winter Storm, someone is noticing you working on a how on the how, Mitch. Keep up the hard work. Absolutely. Uh, and, and then there's a little bit back and forth in here. I, just, I wanted to hit it because it actually goes to what we're talking about. Uh, I engage three activities that most people my late middle age would not contemplate showing up for. And yes, it is difficult, but they are not a big deal, nor am I.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know, can you go back to Mitch's yep. comment? And right off the bat, I got to say airborne, Mitch, because we were on the Skyhawks together in Mm -hmm. 1989. Oh, yeah, buddy. Back in the day. Back in the day. And so uh, to Mitch's point, he's engaging in three activities that uh, would be difficult for people his age, et cetera. And then he says, but they are not a big deal, nor am I. But he does take... a a bit of quiet pride based on how he's put that sentence together in the fact that he is doing something difficult that is kind of a big deal for Mm -hmm. someone at his age. And so I think it's to Seb's point now, um, I think we all have to be careful with how we assign big deal or not big deal. No one's saying that Mitch is a big deal. I just literally said it out loud, Mitch, you're not a big deal, but you're kind of a big deal. If you're getting after it hard in your opinion. And then it's for you to assign how much of a big deal that is or not. Cause it's, it's not a non-factor because you've, you're taking pride in doing difficult things. And I think it's important to establish that you do take pride in that. Maybe not ego based. Maybe you're just proud of doing hard things. And so you should own that. It just doesn't mean that you got to get the, I'm a big deal poster uh, hanging behind you. Of course. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yes,
0: he, he carries on. There we go. Uh, I had a major revelation four years ago, never looked back, except occasionally discussed. Uh, I remain a work in progress, something to pursue the last third of my life. I love that last line. I remain yeah, a work cool. in progress. That. That's a solid for sure. are we all? Yeah. Yep. Uh, Winterstorm Storm uh, respond. There is a reason why we look forward, because we haven't learned what we could and move towards another goal. Yeah, that's a great thing. And then, of course, this is where he realized. (laughs) Bam.
1: Thanks, buddy. Hey, man, it's 2020. You're the best. Yeah, exactly.
0: We really, we can be whatever
1: we can, can whatever we want
0: to. Um, But so uh, the reason I wanted, I wanted to go through all that, especially was is that it really goes to show that it's not so much that we are a big deal. It's not like the person themselves, like we're not big deals, but we can do things that are a big deal and we should do things that are a big deal to us more than anybody else.
1: Oh yeah, Just, I agree with that. And, and, and that, whatever that means to anyone, like doing something a big deal for yourself, I, I don't even know what big deal is. It's, it's other than there's some big deal people. And those big deal people, it's a loose overarching label that I'll throw on a person based on maybe they've never even done a burpee in their life, that they're a big deal because of a certain attribute or a certain career path or a certain enlightenment that they've reached through their industry or whatever it is that I think it's a big deal. Like Lex Friedman, as an example, I mean, he's got a whole pile of uh, things on the go uh, as a person who can do this, that, and the other thing. But he's kind of a big deal in a sense of how, as I see it, he super mega uncomfortably committed to podcasting. And he's doing it on the regular. He's talking to cool people. He's doing cool things. And, and I dig that. But I appreciate watching him struggle in the conversations and still get it done. So I think he's a big deal just because of his uncomfortable commitment to the process, mm-hmm. uh, the grind, as it were, in the public eye. It's I feel it because I feel it. And so I feel that, you know, he's a big deal to me because he represents a certain conceptual notion of someone committing to the process, you know, in in a live thing.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, with nowhere to hide. So straight up embracing exposure and Mm -hmm. and, and being uncomfortable in doing so. And that's a great way to grow. It's also very difficult. Mm -hmm.
0: It is. Can (laughs) confirm. Yes, indeed. (laughs) Um, We are, we're getting a little... Uh, short on time here but i did want to say there is something that is a big deal that's happened here and that is the fact that we've had the seven eighter back here three days in a yeah, row that's
1: freaking awesome man <laughs> i don't is, even uh... want to say it
0: out loud in case it gets jinxed
2: <laughs> well
0: i don't know if he'll be joining us tomorrow i don't know do you want to join us tomorrow you can come back anytime
2: uh, uh, what, sorry what's Gina? tomorrow Thursday. Thursday, we'll have to we'll have to talk after. We'll yeah. see. I might be All able good. to. I, hey. So what what I basically do is I, I have my time set, you know, so I I, I can work around. Obviously, I because I'm at home, so it's just a matter of figuring out if I start early enough, then maybe I have the time to to indulge. But I really like this because it actually helps me stay sharp for my podcasting. It keeps me stay sharp with my thought processes and continues to challenge me intellectually. And I love I love it. It's it's a great platform
1: it's a win-win for everyone by the way
2: because if you feel that you're getting better
1: I feel that I'm getting better as I listen to you talk and not just me but the audience as well so awesome. dude it's it's a jackpot for everyone yeah it's good yeah I
0: just wanted to really show my appreciation for being on here again mm-hmm. three days in a row I mean you gotta listen to to me and Sean for three days <laughs> we can <promise>. our apologies <laughs> we do have uh, one quick comment that I want to put up here and it just sh- it just showed up but I think it's a part of the conversation is, uh, KH, I think part of it is learning to accept compliments when you are so used to being overly critical of yourself. You think that's part of it?
1: Oh, 100% can confirm. In fact, Seb Seb didn't make me do burpees, but he and he didn't dress me down with a finger wagging, but we did have to have that conversation more than once. So, yeah, can confirm. Yeah.
0: Uh, Seb, any quick thoughts on that before we, got, before we do final Final yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm,
2: I'm extremely uncomfortable with compliments. Extremely uncomfortable to, to, to the point where I actually almost nothing in life flusters me, but compliments will do. So it's there just a know. matter of of being accepting and 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 grateful.
0: You're gonna have to uh, have to bathe in those like a like a cold dip, right?
1: You gotta just sit in it
2: and... <laughs> in compliments. <laughs> you got people around you for an entire. Just complimenting. Yeah. You. <laughs> Sometimes
1: I just black out. <laughs>
2: hell no
0: <laughs> that would be amazing that would be uh that would be quite the uh quite the adversity pool right there oh there man you go. that would be fun um we do oh i'd there's... rather do
1: my pathfinder course all over again <laughs>
2: i'll come with you I don't... <laughs> <laughs> three
0: of us will be hiding in the woods we'll make it
1: 140 days long <laughs> um
0: so we have uh, we have a question for later from Winterstorm, based off of seb's comment but we're not going to put it up here so winter storm just so you know i'm going to use this tomorrow because this is a great question cool. um and we got some cool people coming on tomorrow as well so i'm excited about that any final thoughts
2: before we shut her down for the day seb go slaughter something you guys go kill something today and not a person ideally <laughs> <laughs> ideally preferably not yourself <laughs> yeah. also
1: again uh, ideally. yeah crush <laughs> that that crush that's it. a great way to end it uh, seb thanks for uh, bringing the heat as always go out and crush something. Mm, that would be amazing.
0: I mean, can you imagine if everybody just went out and crushed their day?
1: Like dude, the, the, the planet's rotation would probably shift. It would probably affect gravity. I think it might. It's science. Be, uh, science.
2: <laughs> Bad.
0: We have this uh we have this thing in uh, at my club it's kind of hilarious but uh anytime you do something just kind of random on the mats that somehow ends up working you got to stand up and be like that's jujitsu." and i just imagine this so and then seb disappears <laughs> just like that. do you know seb's rule it's called never talk about never talk about jiu i was uh, one minute left i figured it was safe <laughs> but i guess not not uh, for seb well, <laughs> i appreciate everybody uh watching hanging out with comments and all that stuff um sean good always good to have you here and good job buddy uh always good to have seb around when he decides to have his stuff work um see if we can get back no he's not gonna be okay um again everybody out there crush your day go out there learn something build something grow something get after it we'll see y'all tomorrow Chimo. Chimo.